live. Oh, hey. What's up? Hey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Hooniverse episode 263. Hooniverse podcast episode 263. I want to pause that one so I don't have to look at that screen. Uh, and uh, yeah, welcome. We have a guest here. You can see him. We're all going to pretend right now like we haven't been together for the last 20 minutes. At no. least 20 minutes. Hey, man. Welcome. Thanks for walking Am in. Am I the first guest on this new video podcast? Yes. yes I'm the are. worst guest you could ever have. I know. Uh, 100%. It's old. No, well, not okay. really. Well, that's a great start to... <laughs> 100% totally agree. Everybody, this is Josh Ostrander, because not everybody can... Some people will listen to this audio True, true. Which true. is a total correct term. Uh, I think you made that up. Um, and no. this is, once again, a day of differing sized chairs. Yeah. Uh, so we're all... Yeah, actually, Josh is just really tall. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, on the taller side. Six-ish and some change. There you go. Um, so I don't know why that's... Stop, but no, that's just the live thing, so I don't need that. I'm just making sure I can see the chat still scrolling through, but I don't need that because we're not doing a rundown tonight. We have a guest. We're doing it that way. We're doing it live? We're doing we'll it do it live. live. Um, all right. Josh, you recently covered Grid Life. I did. I Tell us all about it. Grid Life was cray-cray. No. Grid Life is... You can't really ex- describe Grid Life right. in like normal words like you can break it down to what it is which is like time attack drifting during the day and then night it's a music festival it's it's the general feel of grid life is where like a solid half of the people go like i live my life a quarter mile at a time um not half but a fair amount yeah there's a fair amount a lot of people don't understand the irony of how they're behaving (sighs) yeah yeah (laughs) so what did you see tell us about it i saw a full course drifting on road atlanta and I spent a lot of time watching Time Attack. It's a big track to drift. It's a big How big track. is Road Atlanta? Three something miles. That's huge. I don't. That sounds wrong. It's <laughs> a. It's not it. a small track. Um, so full course drifting. That's pretty awesome. Um, and this is all the pro guys. Two there. half miles. Sorry. Okay. Oh, this is all the pro guys there. Yeah. Um, no, not even just the pro. The the pro that the pros to AMs were outweighed. So what, there was. Probably eight pro guys and 30 to 40 am guys shredding even like, harder. Like um, top tier amateurs. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I don't know who they all were, but there was some. There they was compete. Some, some of them do. It's not like Johnny and his broken 240 showed up. Uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. But well, there do they some... let. So, but do, is there a section where like I am Johnny and I'm broken mm-hmm. 240? Can I go out and drift? Yeah. They separate everything into groups. So I'm not positive exactly how they separated. Nick Swan will be able to tell you that. Well, to be fair, Johnny and his broken 240 is probably not really any worse off than most of the guys. All drift cars are constantly broken. There was a guy in a uh, stock NB Miata. Maybe full, at least, I think just exhaust on it. Maybe some suspension bolt-ons. Yeah. Was ripping harder than anybody there. Nice. For sure, he deserved like any award that was given out. Well, because he can do the course in like fifth gear, just fling the thing around. Yeah, it was no, through the keyhole. Impressive. It was and ridiculous. then place the tires. You just have to go to a grocery store, steal the wheels off of off a shopping cart, off yeah. shopping cart, yeah. and you're good. So, so what else was there besides drifting? Bunch of time attack, bunch of HDPDE, which isn't really interesting to watch because it's just like students learning how to drive. Which nothing wrong with that, but right. I'd rather see. A Mustang GT350 compete with an STI with a couch as a wing on the back through one turn right. seven times in a row, which was like the best experience of my life. Couch or park bench? But could have been both. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite car there? There was, oh, oh, I have, a bet, I have a better answer to that. There was a group of 86s, so BRZs and FRSs, 
uh, on one part of pit lane, and right adjacent from them was a set of uh, three S2000s. Okay. You could, and you could tell they didn't like each other. Oh. Like, you could tell. Like, there were never words exchanged, but that's how you could tell. So, so, so a group of six the, people was your favorite car? That was my favorite. Is this car. the Japanese rivalry equivalent of F-Body versus Mustang? No, because there wasn't any, like, there was more teeth involved, usually. Unless, like, Cousin Mary. But. You, you told me about one of the cars uh, a couple days ago. There was um, an RSX. Oh, yeah, there was a, a second-gen RSX who broke the uh, front-wheel drive lap record for grid life there. And he was absolutely whipping that thing to a point where I thought he was going to crash every time I saw him. And his Impressive. car sounded like killer hornets. NA, NA or turbo? It was NA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. You don't see a lot of RSX love out there. That's an interesting car. I, I like, I think that's a really good looking car. Yeah, those This are one cool. was not good looking. No? It was just made to go fast. Well, wow. that's cool too though. Well, that's just strictly, but I, like yeah. fast and like you can tell he's gone fast and too fast sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's how you learn. I, you know, yeah, no, thing. totally. I was, I was about it. I actually, I actually prefer the RSX look over the Integra look. Yeah. I agree. I get, the Integra's got the weird spidery headlight look. Yeah. And like the RSX is just very slick. Mm. It is slick. Uh, now, what's it like once the racing stops and, you know, the nightlife part happens? So there's probably like a 30-minute lull that's just kind of like... Well, that's when everybody's going to go take their molly. Put the cars... Well, <laughs> not even that. <laughs> just yeah. like put the cars away, grab a hot dog or, or 12, get a water. And then just depending on what group you're in, like we kind of did the... Stop racing, wait an hour or two, relax, and then we'll yeah. go up to the party. Yeah. Um, Grant, I had media passes and VIP and stuff, so it's a little bit different. But it's it's just exactly what you would, what what you were thinking in your head is exactly what it's it a is. Forza festival in real life. Exactly. Yeah. It's Horizon. Yes. But in the uh, best way, like. Well, no in Horizon, I no negative have to take whatsoever. odd jobs to earn McLaren Senna's and yeah. Um, so that probably doesn't happen. No. Um, but, uh, th I mean, that sounds pretty awesome. Who did you see you perform? Oh, I don't know half these artists. Killer Mike was there. I know that. Right. Joyride was there, who's like a uh, English, European like house artist. I don't know. I'm not in that music very much. Yeah. But, like, all his music videos are, like, car-based. So, like, a music video for one of his songs is, like, just Polish drifting championship highlights. Well, like, at that rate, it should be, like, Jamiroquai showing up at some point. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, Actually, you know what? I wouldn't count that out of the running at a certain point. He's a... Uh, yeah, it, I don't know if he meshes with that. Like, everyone there is a little too young for him, I think. But that might be know. the appeal, because if you're a guy that's that famous, like, that's, a, that's the kind of a guy that's going to get swamped in Europe, right? They also might not be able to afford him. Well, I mean, they had yeah. Walk a Flock of Flame show up to Midwest. Yeah. He's just Walk a Flock now. So. I don't even know what that means. Well, the thing, so like with Jamiroquai, we all like, we know him from a few big hits here in the States, mm -hmm. but in he's Europe, he's massive. massive. So he's like Hasselhoff? No, because he's from Europe. So, uh, like, it's not, um, no, he's like, he's like not Michael Jackson level, but like, no, damn close. But Bruno Mars level. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's yeah. up there. Um, but he's, it, it'd be interesting to see for sure. And he's got an amazing car collection. Yeah, he does. Uh, That's really what I know him. He'd from. probably rather just attend. <laughs> Um, that's oh, T-Pain was there, too. Oh, yeah, because uh, Chelsea Denofa was teaching him how to drift, Yeah, Did, which uh, is pretty cool. Okay, yeah. so this was in Atlanta. Anybody bring donks? Uh, not to the track, but I did see my fair in, share of donks. In the parking lots? 
No, the parking lot is very is very enthusiast based. Like in very a lot of STIs. Yeah. Anything that you could want to go fast in, like there's it's there. And like and that's not even displayed. That's just what people are driving to the campgrounds. Yeah. So like I drove through I golf cart through the campgrounds I don't know, two or three times and only good stuff was there. GTIs, Mustangs, Corvettes, like guy had an Aston Martin he was camping out of, like yeah. I, right. I have a automotive confession. I love donks. No, I love them too. I think they're hilarious. I love the ridiculous ones, like the donk that is the uh, M and M's livery. Yeah, all about that. Well, I, the I love Oreo that or there's like McDonald's or all, Hello I, Kitty. I, I, here's all the about thing: it. is I lived amongst them when I lived in South Florida. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's like it's like that's like the South Florida equivalent of a bro dozer. Yeah, and but there, see, at the certain thing point, there you look at the like most of them are just hazards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, I can appreciate one that's really well, well done. Like, a really, really well done lowrider that somebody's busted their ass on for five years. Right. Like, it's not my thing, but I can look at that and go, that's impressive. The, see, it's funny because you look at that car and you go, oh, that's silly. And then somebody might say, like, well, why don't you like Stance? I'm like, well, Stance is just dangerously broken, where at least, mm -hmm. like, a donk is functional. You ever see the photo of the one mm -hmm. driving through There's floodwaters? Like flood yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That is, that is the only proper and correct reason to have that car. Other than, I, I get it. People love them, but like that's hilarious. It's fantastic. Uh, so then, how many how many days or nights is Grid Life? Uh, two days, one night. Three days, two nights. Oh wow! Yeah, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We have not had one uh, out, out west yet, right? No, not. I as think it's right prohibitively now. expensive to do it out here. I'm sure they could find somewhere to do it. But I guess just the question in being like the tracks that are out here. Like, where would you want to camp near any of the tracks out here? No, I... Well, campgrounds can be made anywhere, though. Depends, Wherever you can depends, park a car is where these people are camping. Right. Depends on what time of year, because then I could say you could do Big Willow, because there's plenty of room in between streets and Big, relatively. And there's other land further back where people could use. Um, you could definitely camp at Laguna, but then that's a... No, that's never going to happen, no. because they won't you noise. remember the noise ordinance. No, yeah, they won't let you drift to Laguna. Um, and then... Um, what else is there? I mean, you could do Button Willow. It's in the middle of nowhere, but if you're just camping at the track, yeah, but race shit. Uh, race tracks are all in the middle of nowhere. Right. Like, yeah. Well, in California, they are. Yeah. Um, but that might. Yeah, but you actually have lawns at these places. Oh, you know, it'd be great. Together. Yeah, but after like the first day, it's all Sonoma. If, it, if there's, ooh. it's just Sonoma. You could do Sonoma. Yeah, that would be good. And it's just, I, I love it because you're in Sonoma, and Sonoma's <laughs> just awesome. Um, or is you guys go enjoy your rap and go. rock and roll music. I'm going wine tasting, my my friends. Well, you're forgetting that you got all the local riffraff there, like all the kids in the little slow coma. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I Sonoma would be pretty sweet, but it, um, I don't know. I don't know. That'd be a fun thing to consider. Where they I guess you could probably it. do something up in like Oregon too. Yeah. Like, yeah Oregon, Washington, would be fun. Like, like I, park. I selfishly want soon. it down here. Yeah. Uh, um, Evergreen really would be know. cool. Where's, I don't know that Evergreen one. Speedway. Oh. Um, in uh, Washington. And then it'd be cool to tailor the music. Do they tailor the music yeah. to the locations? Yes. So yes. What, when they're in the Midwest, what do they play? That was a lot of like, it's a lot of it's like house EDM dubstep kind of stuff, which I'm not really into. Right. So it's kind of, it all kind of sounds the same to me as, ter as much as I hate saying that. But like, so they're in the South, so Killer Mike comes out. Right. Okay. So they're well, in. Well, that's his town. Exactly. So, you know, T Pain comes out. They're in Midwest, and uh, Walk and Flock having perform performing in Detroit uh, that night. So a lot of it came from that. Okay. So stuff like that. So Chris Stewart, who's the guy who owns it, founds it, runs it, whatever he wants to say it is, he's 
very resourceful at pulling stuff weekend of. So that's actually really cool too, because you're like, oh, T Pain's here. I don't know who's gonna be here. He's right there. Fun, interesting. Um, now, oh, and Radwood was going on too. Yeah, Radwood was rad. There's a lot of cool <laughs> stuff there. Uh, a lot of there was an R34 non GTR stock everything. Huh. Like stock ride height, almost to the point where it looked ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But it was just cool to see. That's I mean non GTR. Yeah. So there's that. No so GTS, right? I think it's a GTS or a GTST. I'm not. I love those sure. cars in the uh, sedan body. Yeah, they're big bodies. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty sweet ride. Now, uh, so it was Radwood, it was drifting, it was grid life. Pharaoh was there doing some stuff, setting laps in the Trackhawk, which is cool. Uh, it's, I mean, it seems like a pretty awesome event. Um, I got to get out. Oh, I think our guy Greg Kachadurian might have been there. He was there. We were supposed to get dinner. Couldn't make it happen. But oh. my bad. Sorry, Greg. And then our man Bradley was there, obviously, with, hung out with Brad um, a couple times, yeah. Radwood. So that's great. And then they're moving on. They're doing Radwood Philly now. Radwood Philly. Yeah, I would feel like. Which is crazy. I mean, they're yeah, it's, blowing them out. It is. It's. I wish I could go to these things, but unfortunately, like, regular gig and everything during yeah. the week. Yeah, well, they'll be back to L.A. soon, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that one was a lot of fun. Uh, now, what's going on with you in your car life right now? How's the uh, – so if anybody doesn't know, Josh drives a Volkswagen Golf all-track wagon uh, with, in a nice shade of red. Actually, the last time you were on the show, you had just acquired it. Oh, probably that you guys, day. You guys yeah. are Vag Brothers. Vag Brothers. Oh yes. How, so how's the wagon? It's still boring, which is exactly like what it's I, supposed I, to be. I forgot I was in the Vag family now. You're in yeah. the Vag family. Um, Vag. Uh, it looks good. You haven't done wheels yet. No, I was gonna put a set of wheels on, it, and then I found out what uh, my company's doing for 2018. And I said I'm waiting. Now, uh, speaking of your company. And what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about SEMA at all? I mean, if you if you have a SEMA car and you need wheels, please email me. Yeah, this is what your if I job. just need wheels? You can still email me, Chris. I'll still help you <laughs> out. So tell everybody what you mean by like if you have a SEMA car. Yeah. Like, so what are you looking if for? If you're building any car for SEMA, you know, JDM American truck, anything that will be going to SEMA, send me an email, Josh com. If you need wheels, email me. I'll get you set up. Then that's really about it. Yeah, well, and SEMA, the, the clock is starting to tick, too. Oh, no, so no, the, get clock those was, in the clock was ticking six months ago. Yeah, click, um, you know, sooner rather than later, please. Because, like, I'm in the middle of all the SEMA planning, yeah. too. You know, hotels and then flights for employees and, like, shit like that. Sounds terrible. Um, uh, it is. Now, I'm, I'm jumping uh, a little <laughs> bit early just because we didn't do the news because we wanted to cover some of the, the grid life stuff. And uh, we're going to get your SEMA peeps out there. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to jump over to some Patreon questions okay, um, to kick off the night. Uh, or do you want to talk about that? We can talk about that. Whatever, uh, no, whatever you want. No, sure you know what? We should talk about that because okay. we talked about it before. So, Chris, you can pull this up. Yep. So we talked about this last week. This BMW, the estimate was uh, like 160 to 180, and it hit 176. So this is the 2002 uh, ridiculous. BMW M5 with 437 miles. Does this make sense it, to either of you in any no. world? No, no, no. no. Okay. It's not that good. Who bought this? And, like, who's who's the... Who's the guy? The, uh, it's it's uh, there was also character? there was also um, a W124 era 500 CE, which is a very cool car because it has an engine that was built in partnership with Porsche. And they didn't make a lot of them, but but still, it had 14,000 miles. It was immaculate, but it, I still don't think it was a hundred thousand. I, I believe this kind of money will easily buy you a 997 GT3 RS. Uh, so if you bought this instead of that. You're dumb. 
Um, what so if it's a collection, care. though? Maybe, maybe, What yeah. if he needs this one to add to his low mileage M5s? Is that, I, I, I'm not saying if he has all of me. them. Yeah, what if this is like the one he's missing? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's it's probably, it might actually be the most iconic M5. Quick but, back to us. Yeah. Uh, it's, Why? Because it's, it was a transport? No, that was the wrong button. <laughs> um, so, no, it, it, the, the car's cool, but it's not $176,000. No, no, cool. not even remotely. Absolutely, absolutely bananas. Um, so, jumping over to Patreon questions now. First up, we have a question from Bobby Reed. Now that you're a truck guy, do you have any opinions on truck tires? I bought a 2017 F-150 last year to tow horse and race cars and use the truck and my 994 as 944 as daily drivers. I'm kind of a tire nerd when it comes to cars for sports cars, but I don't know the first thing about truck I, tires. I think I can speak for the three of us when we all say we endorse truck tires. Why? They're good. They're good, and they help you roll. Yeah, but we don't know which brands. That's get. that's it's my point. A, is we oh, endorse truck tires. Got it. In general, from my understanding, uh, I need coffee. With, uh, I would just stick with, with BFG probably, and and stay within that family. You know, it's one of those things where I don't know enough about it. Right. To, I'd I'd have to assume that for the most part, the good quality brands that we want for performance car tires is probably gonna. Crank out some pretty awesome stuff on that front, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, just don't buy the cheapest one. You don't need the most expensive one. Uh, like, especially if, like, if you're towing, yeah. there's got to be some forum out there where people swear by certain tires for towing, I'm sure. Um, and I would just go that route. But yeah, like you those said, are going to be su- as much as I know about those. Those are going to be completely different characteristics than, like, an off-road tire because they're going to oh, be yeah. like a hard compound that they're going to hold up for a lot of miles. And right. Like different casing on them and everything to hold the weight. Got so. to figure out the sipes. You gotta really figure out the sipes. The sipes. Sipes. All right. It's the the like the tr- uh, the tread cut into it is. A it, it's it's that's the term it's, for it. Uh, yeah. Sipe. Sipe. Yeah, it's S-I-P-E. adjacent to the to the merkin and the flumel. <laughs> oh, the merkin. And the no, flumel. Oh, I know the merkin. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a sipe though. Yeah, and yeah, the flumel yeah. guts. Um, oh yeah, no, I'm on board. Uh, Ryan Morris asks, what car screams I am super wealthy to the initiates but blends in to the general public? Maybe a Land Cruiser? A Land Cruiser is actually a great answer uh, if it's a brand new Land Cruiser. Um, TTRS. No. Yes. No, it's, it's a sports car. Yeah, but it's a TT. It also doesn't scream super wealthy. No. How much is it? Nine, Under 100. Less nine, than a Land Cruiser. It's 90 Gs, right? Let me no. get you to lean back just a little bit. No. There. A T. Our. A TTRS is, no, it's 70-something. No. So it needs to be inconspicuous, but it, it's super, super wealthy car? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it's, e, it's E63 wagon also. Yeah, yeah. And I'd then, say a lot of the Bentley stuff flies under the radar but for a most Bentley. people. It's a Bentley. Yeah. So the thing is, Bentley has the opposite effect. You can get a used Bentley for not much. People are like, oh, that guy's a billionaire. Yeah. So like, that's why I think Land Cruiser is the perfect answer. It's $100,000. Yeah, you know what else looks like a truck. fills that? Like an RS7? RS7s ain't cheap. Yeah, um, they're not cheap. But but see, now that's still getting into like sleek Audi, and some people might be like, oh. What about, um, I don't know. Because that, that kind of goes against my other answer was going to be CL600. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, that's a, a nice enough Mercedes. Those things are well over two. What, what about like an, an A8 as well? A8s are up there. A8s. And those A8 are pretty more incognito. So, more so than an RS7. Yeah, I think, um, but I think, I think people know the seven series a little too much. Yeah, but what if you debadge? Like a lot of the German cars, you have the option of debadging from the right. factory, right? Which is the thing to do if you've got a shit ton of money and you live in Europe, right? 
whereas everybody here puts the more expensive badge on their card because they're like, I want to pretend I got an AMG. <laughs> yes. Um, no, but I, I mean, I think they kind of nailed it with that first answer. But then I, I also know that of Mercedes, this is a stat they like touting, of the, everybody who buys their car, their most affluent customer drives an E-Class wagon. So this dude wants yeah, an expensive car that doesn't look expensive. No, he wants to know what car screams super wealthy to people who know what it is, but to oh, the general oh, public. Those they don't. King Ranch trucks. King Ranch trucks? Yeah. yeah. Those any of the high end. Right. Yeah. Any of the big threes high end trucks. Um, you know, Range Rovers kind of fly under the radar, too. It's still a Range Rover, though. People, people look at it and go, that's a Range Rover. You know what else is super expensive, but most people don't know it's super expensive? CTSV. Yeah, because you're cause, for the most part between 100 and 120 on those. Yeah, um, and most people are like, "Oh, I can buy that car for thirty five thousand dollars." <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan Kelly asks. Uh, actually, he was just telling me about a koozie um, that I asked him about. So that is not a question. Um, what's the bike guy, right? Yep. Ryan Kelly bike guy. Dan Mosqueda, what's the fastest you've driven a car or vehicle? One ninety two. Damn, that's fast. Uh, Josh hit like seventy two the other day. I hit 192 in my vet with Zach on... Uh, Allegedly. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, it was Dry Lake Bed. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is the one up here? I can't El Mirage? Yeah, El Mirage. El Mirage. Yeah. That's fucking fat. How was it on the lake bed at that speed? Um, little floaty in the back. A uh, little floaty in the back. Uh, but I had more front downforce than I had rear at the time, so it's probably not as bad now. It's a little more balanced. Josh? 150, 16 in GTR. That's fast. 175. Yeah. Um, 192 is, is the king of the table. It sounds like I walked away from that. Good, sir. At a, at a good pace. Uh, um, C6 is, yeah, gearing is, good pace. The, the gearing is tall. Yeah, I, at El Mirage, I was in the S7, and it's limited to 155, but it got there and it would just sit there. Oh. Yeah, the, nice. um, and you guys may have actually seen it. It was, I did it in the video where it was uh, the second gen CTSV and Matt and I Race those cars. Oh, so really? He called OnStar in the middle of the drive. Yes. And he couldn't see the speedometer with OnStar on? Yeah. Got it. Wow. Interesting. Craig on McBride asks, is German engineering the greatest marketing ploy of all time? I see an awful lot of complaining from owners of Audis and BMWs about reliability issues. Or does Porsche's reliability make this statement a wash? Um, I think there used to be more credence lent to it. Um, you know, that's I think Mercedes lasts for 500,000 miles. In comparison, like when they were making those claims yeah. back in the 80s and the 90s, right. it was true because the American car companies were in the shitter. Right. Yeah, um, but by comparison, like if you want a reliable car now, you buy American or Japanese. Or Korean. <laughs> Not as much as it used to be. A lot of the Hyundais and the Kias with their four cylinders have been having a lot of engine failures. Um, right. It's The Elantra in particular, from what I understand, has a, it suffers a lot of engine failures now. Oh. We drove here in a Korean car. Did you? Um, yes. What'd you drive in? Uh, Veloster. Oh, the the Veloster. Which Veloster. one? R spec. The R spec. The okay. N spec's not ready to play yet. Okay. Uh, the Hyundai though is going to do a US because they did the event that Fenske went to in Germany, mm -hmm. um, that a bunch of other journalists went to. They're doing a US based one at Thunderhill. That'll be cool. Which is great because I haven't driven Thunderhill in years. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And that whole division is being run by the guy that used to run the M division at BMW, right? Yes. Um, but he also does stuff for Kia, too. Okay. Albert Biermann. Um, uh, I think it's the same guy doing both. Well, it would make sense because they're sharing chassis now. Right. 
Um, it just, I, and I love the idea of the G70, and it was in the running for like cars I might replace the Fiesta with. Right. Um, but it's like I want their M class level car. I don't want their 335, 340 level car. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe next year. Hopefully. Maybe. Um, somebody wanted to know if you finally got rid of the Fiesta, and no, you haven't. Uh, no, not quite. Uh, I spent this weekend just kind of tying up loose ends. It will probably go on sale later this week. Right. Okay. Um, and Damascada, I also owe you an email about uh, electronic stuff we were talking about. Uh, moving to Twitter for questions, uh, Patrick Montgomery asks, if you could own one weird 80s or 90s uh, niche car, what would it be? So like some weirdo shit. Uh, How like a, niche like a, does like niche Like a Bricklin or something. Oh, you answer, and we'll tell you how niche it is. You know what is fun? So if you say like a ZR1, like no, nah. no, 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 <laughs> it's it's fun because nobody knows about them. The I think it was the twentieth or twenty fifth anniversary Firebird uh, Turbo Trans Am. It was the Grand National motor, but shoved in a Trans Am. Interesting. Trans Am body. Hmm. Um, third gen, third gen Firebird, uh, and they're supposed to be fast as fuck, actually. Huh. Interesting. Um, I had an answer for this, and I totally fucking forgot it. Does a um, samurai count? Sure, you can have a samurai. Samurais are awesome. That would be cool. You can have a samurai. I'd I, love to, if I'll I had like that. a little like piece of farmland or something with some trails. I'd have a samurai. Suzuki XP ninety. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's samurai esque. Oh, okay, um, but like rounder with different body panels. Oh, I know off. which one that is. Yeah, the thing that doesn't look like it should be. Yeah. It looks like um, I strangely kind like it, of like it. If Barbie has her Jeep, this would be Ken's Jeep. Yeah, I kind uh, of, I for some weird reason, I kind of find it amusing and kind of like it. Yeah, uh, no, it'd be funny to like butch one up with uh, like bead locks and and Ko twos or something. It'd probably be decent. It's tiny, so right? It'd be good it probably off nothing. Yeah. Um, Untitled Car Show asks worst type of dog to drive with. I would go with anyone that's loud because my first answer was going to be big, but big dogs are funny because they stick their heads way out the window. Um, and then they tend to be a little more chill. Little dogs that always want to jump in your lap, those are the worst. Yeah, my 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 little dog stays in the back seat though, which is good. He just your I'm, dogs are pretty relaxed. Though. Well, one dog. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, so the. Uh, uh, yes, they just stay back there. One would do it out of fear because he's like, fuck, are we going? And then the other <laughs> one's like, I'm just going to look out the window a little bit. But I'm also a hardcore staunch. There's no excuse for your dog to be in the front. No, no. It's, on, not on, it's, like, it's, if yeah, you only I have a two-seater, then passenger seat on the floor or whatever, but never on your lap. Anytime I see a little dog, and you notice that people are like, oh, it's my God, dangerous. I love my dog so much. Like, and then the airbag you don't. It's dangerous. Yeah. Blows little feet with those people that have those dogs. I hope the airbag goes off and just snaps their dog's neck right in their face. <laughs> That's what's That's gonna happen. Gruesome as fuck. Uh, layers yeah. at layers. Which car would you wish on your worst enemy? Nissan Versa. No, no. I hate the Nissan Versa. I, you know what? The Nissan Versa, it's bland, but the Nissan well, Versa, it should just be advertised. Nissan Versa, a car. That's exactly what it's it the is. car that got me fired from Autoblock. <laughs> is it? Oh, do tell. I mean, it's a story that's been out there for a while, but it's I I was you had I had multiple hats at Autoblog. I was a freelancer who wasn't allowed to freelance for other outlets. You had to find other ways to make money, and they didn't pay a lot of money. Um, not that this was their fault for that. So I got a job doing some marketing for a company for some like Nissan Versa promotion mm -hmm. involving Britney Spears, 
And then I pitched the story to a few other outlets and somehow one of those people, but then I wrote about the story on Autoblog. Mm-hmm. So there became a conflict of interest and I didn't really know what that was. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't, not a journalist. And this is I didn't go to journalism old, school. This is how old? I mean, what, 10 years ago? Oh, not quite 10 years ago, but yeah. like we're getting up there. That's how fucking old I am now. Um, and they, Jalopnik ran a story about it and yeah, there was a little friction there with you and a certain friend a of ours bit, over yeah, there. There was, but that's but all made it's up now. Long so ever yeah. since then, within Hooniverse, like in our Slack channels and all this stuff, whenever we jokingly say someone is fired, we say, like, here's your Nissan Versa. <laughs> that's the worst joke I've ever heard. Yeah, but it's great. That's bad. My work's like, should I get a box? Right. Like, that makes sense. So what car would you wish on your worst enemy? I don't know, you Chris. Guys? You got I got to think about this for uh, a second. I, I won't, I'm thinking something that requires countless work. Oh. Oh. Something British? No. W8 Volkswagen. That's a good answer, because they think oh, it's going to be awesome, yeah. and it's never going to run. Yeah. Like, John Klein, I love the man to death. He's a dumb, dumb man for buying that car. I didn't know he bought one. Oh, he had he one. He bought it. Oh, he had one. He had one. Oh, that okay. was he. Yo, he wrote about it. It cost him a fortune. Uh, yeah, I would sucks. say whatever Audi you and your wife used to have. That oh, A4. B5. Uh, but you had like an early B5, right? No, we had a later B5. Oh, because I had a later one, too. We had too. a 99 and a half. I had an Avant. Mine was perfect yeah. until I smashed But which engine? 1.8. Oh, we had the 1.8. Audis are... Maybe yeah. if you got the wagon like a real man, he would have been fine. Um, yeah. My friend Derek on Twitter is asking me which quarterback I'll be starting in DraftKings this weekend because he's in charge of the league, and I think <laughs> I was going to go with Russell Wilson. Uh, and then my other friend from high school, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before, but I'm not afraid to answer this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked, what's your position on male tramp stamps? Because <laughs> he knows that I have one. I believe Jeff's position is top. <laughs> um, and my other friend replied, "Ooh, that's a good question." And I, I, I like to call them champ stamps. Champ. Yeah. You say to at night, you're like, "It's a champ stamp." <laughs> so okay, champ stamp. Let me let me extrapolate this out. If you've got a million other tattoos, is that a no, little that's more acceptable? Different. Yeah. I, but I don't. But I have if two. you have two, <laughs> and your name's Jeff, right? Should he get it covered up? No, I live with it. No, dude. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. You about don't need this, to live yeah. with your failures. Like, no, you okay. Can, I was 18. I'm okay. I forgot about that. I'm thing, okay. Yeah. One, one of these days we'll show, because we have a video now, <laughs> we'll show it on screen, but not right now. Uh, on We're going we're gonna to go to the Facebook questions and then jump back into the YouTube chat. There's a couple ones in the YouTube chat. Um, yeah. AJ Clune on Facebook asks, is the mid-engine Corvette actually going to be called the Corvette? Could they just make the ZS6 CR1 mid-engine no. and leave the standard as Corvette? Yeah, it's going to be the fucking Vet. I'm so tired of seeing this article rewritten every week. Of, we it's do not going to be the Corvette. It shouldn't be the Corvette. Corvettes aren't mid-engine. You're retarded. But do you think it's going to be just Corvette something or just Corvette? Uh, no, I think this is going to be the standard Corvette. That's going to be forward. the new standard. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be called the Covfefe. Co- um, the Covfefe. I'm not reading your question. I, I think we will <laughs> hit these standard designations of like Grand Sport and Z06 and ZR1 eventually. Um, Tommy Loretto asks, has Sloan gotten into the baby shark craze? I don't know that. I, I, I don't know that one, so she must not have. All she does is watch YouTube toy opening videos, though. Blake Swan, reading reviews on the new BMW M5, and it seems to have so many parameters you need to adjust just to get exhaust, is exhaust crackles that sound less than optimal. Is it fair to say BMW engineers are taking the easy way out from setting up a car properly and passing the onus onto the owner? I mean, tuning-wise and not mechanically, just so many modes... Just seem lazy, but I'm open to being wrong. No. Oh. I don't believe so. I think it's it's 
like German thing. It's like more things on build sheet equals yep. better. Yep. Right. Yeah, also, when, yeah. When you spend a hundred grand on a car, you want it to be everything you want it to well, be. People like techie shit on yeah, their but cars. So. I just spent a hundred grand on an M5. I want it to be a little bit quieter. I want it to be a little bit louder. Louder. It better be. I think my steering's too heavy. So long as you can set those modes and like it will legitimately remember everything for whatever set options you have of. You know, driver one, driver two, driver three. Yeah. Well, I think there's like the M1, M2 buttons on the studio. Yeah, there's that too. Um, Niles Rogers, have you watched any automotive anime? And if so, do you like it? P.S. Has Josh lost his mind? Um, I was never, I'm not much of an anime guy. Uh, I just finished Cowboy Bebop, but that's not automotive anime. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think New England wasn't much of a haven for anime. And then also... I think I just missed like the uh, the cartoons I watched. We're I never a little. Watched. We're just outside the age group, and like you said, New England, like it's a weird little corner of the country where that stuff just wasn't readily accessible when nah, we were it was that, about when we were younger. Sports, kid. Yeah. It's all about sports, kid. Um, no, but I also I also didn't. I was just missed like Dragon Ball Z. And yeah, I was a little too Pokemon old for that. that. Like, yeah. I ju- we just so it never caught on. Like like Power Rangers and all that stuff. We were just a few years too old to get into. It. But like automotive anime, um, I I never watched any. Um, but then again, fucks it called. You know, we look back at like when we were little kids and like Transformers and Robo Robotech were big. Transformers is technically almost like that, right? Like the original Robo- Japanese Robotech, original Robotech yeah. absolutely I was. Like the Robots too, and then Mask. Mask was dope. Um, yeah, I mean, it was not really full anime, but anime light. Yeah, um, there you go. I mean, that's a big guess as close as I would have gone. Yeah. Not but that like, I have anything against it's it. A, it's, just... it's a different world now, too. Like, that stuff just wasn't, like, imported there. You couldn't find that. Right. Um, and now you can watch it on your watch at lunch or something. Uh, Chris Cavalieri, Polar or Lacroix? Uh, I don't really care for either, but if I had to choose, i go Lacroix because of the more flavors. Fuck all those drinks. Somebody asked what, a, a message content. Uh, question two. I want to. I want to get to their message because I don't know why they didn't respond to the, the, you know, where you're supposed to respond when I leave the comment. But whatever. I'm wondering. I'm, pull it I'm curious as how how fast and or slow the lag is here between us talking and the why show are you looking up. at it? Oh, okay. I'm Here's just the question. Um, Lane, Lane Berglund asked. Watched let Netflix documentary on the Jaguar lightweight E types from the '60s that they made the continuation serial numbers just a couple years ago. Have you heard of anything like that from another manufacturer? Did Porsche and Ferrari make all the mandatory 50 cars to qualify as a run for Le Mans cars back in the day? Aston Martin just did DB4 GT. Yeah. yeah. Um, technically, that Shelby GT350 I drove yeah, is a continuation the, car. From the, uh, yes, because there was full uh, licensing on all the parts on well, that. And it's made by basically the same fucking people, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And um, they're using actual K-Code 68 Mustangs for the GT350 or 67, yeah. but real K-Code cars. Um, so the VINs are Mustang K-Code VINs. Oh, the the crew, Superformance right? yeah. stuff is about as sordid as a factory car back then would have been. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, they're better, but, yeah, but that's like, way more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're way more sorted. Right? No, they are. They are. No, but I mean, like just EFI from like a from like a manufacturing. Oh, standpoint. oh okay. Not okay. like, but he, yeah, actually, the running. I, but I, I wonder oh, okay, if we're yeah. starting to move too far away though from like what he means because like the Jag lightweight E types are Jag. Oh yeah, we found no, some shells. They're real. Um, yeah. And Aston did their thing, and I. I, I, I don't think any other automaker is going to lose shells though. Well, Porsche just did the nine nine three, but it's not road legal. But then they just do one. Yeah. But they, I mean, if someone has money and they had other shells, I'm sure, because that car is ungodly expensive. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> who knows? 
Um, I yeah. want to. Somebody wrote. Let's see it. Well, you know, the other thing that we're forgetting is all of the cars that come back, like the designs that get recycled and licensed for like South American and Asian markets too. Yeah. Um, like old Volkswagens and stuff oh, like that. You know who that also that did redone. it, and it didn't do well. Dot, uh, Nissan. When they did that 240Z. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they had trouble selling the last bit of them. I have no idea what you're talking about. They, did, they, they found a run of really clean 240Z shells, or they got the shells and cleaned them up so they were perfect. So these are f- basically factory brand new 240Zs, like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that. And they were uh, 25 grand, and they by the end of the run, they were selling for as low as $17,000. You know what? One that just dawned on me that we were around constantly, we forgot about entirely. The DeLoreans. But, uh, yeah, yeah. They were using all factory original parts. parts. They licensed every, like, they were the new DeLorean company. It just wasn't the same people assembling. Right, right. No, that's true, too. That's true, too. Um, A couple questions in the YouTube chat space. Um, What are your thoughts on the GSF? We've done a video on it. You should go watch it. Uh, It's a good car. You want one. No, I don't want to pay that much, but I want one. Right. No, they're I want, overpriced. I want ISF oh. more than anything. But ISFs are cheap now. Brand yeah, new GSF, but, yeah. But I so I talked to uh, GSFs are like 70, 80 grand. Yeah, they're up there still. But I talked to Ken Gushi, who uh, is a drift driver for Greddy, who has an ISF, yep. and he's like, to get an early one sorted, it's like new diff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go so for like the last but then two you years buy, of production. Like, a later one, and it, the price goes up astronomically. Yeah, they do. So for me, it's just not worth because it. Because I was looking at them for a little while. Yeah. That was like, well, was then I got to get a new seat too. Because I've sat them, I don't fit in that seat at all. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. You're, yeah. you're getting into changing a lot of stuff. But yeah, the early ones are a, kind of a mess, but the later yeah. ones are much better sorted. Yeah. Um, somebody asked, what is the best used $30,000 sports sedan? What are, I mean, you can't get an SS for 30, can you? Not quite. No. Uh, ISF is, speaking of, is, yeah, is, ISF, is in there. Uh, Mercedes E63. Or C60? 30? No, C60. Oh, older C63? C60. C63. You yeah. can buy a C63 that's like two years old, three years old for that kind of money. Easy. CarMax sells them all day. There you go. Um, somebody asked, Jagwagon versus RS4. We do not get the RS4 Avant here, but if we did, I would say that. Yeah, but that Jagwagon yeah. was a lot nicer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It was a lot slower than I thought it was going to be because I was expecting F-Type with five doors no. because it's the same motor. With a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger though. Yeah, but I was still expecting more than it was. But it was still cool, right? Um, and then I'm just trying to see. Uh, yep, somebody said DeLoreans are new continuation cars too. No more sports here in Boston. Yeah. Um, so you like grid life? You got thumbs up for grid life. Um, that was good, Chris. What's going on with your car stable right now? I don't think we're, it's, we we haven't had enough time for more updates. Really, I actually just spent. Um, the weekend kind of i talked about like those chinese parts i got in yes. for retrofitting carplay and i spent the weekend figuring out everything involved with setting that up and i've got it running in the in the in the macon and it's working beautifully um it was just it was a lot of effort and i'm figuring out what i would need to be to, to take it to market as a product um but it's totally doable and it like it looks like factory um but i literally tore the entire dashboard of that car apart over the course of the weekend. Huh. Um, uh, I do not, as, as, yeah, as no. it turns out, um, working on German cars is as painful as I remember. Uh, yeah, your weekend sucked. Um, no, I didn't mind it, but like, Jeff I got drunk and he fell off the mountain bike, so. Scratches and stuff from doing it, but. I did not fall off my mountain bike. Yeah, you did, you fell. You I had a way worse day than I did. No, I didn't. I shred. make it up the fucking hill. Either did you. Um, yes, I did. No, you did. <clears throat> Who are you lying to? Um, now. I lost my train of thought there. Oh, um, 
I'm shooting my Clarion audio in, uh, video this week because I finally have time. The holiday killed us. Uh, Goddard's daycare was closed, so I just didn't have time to get out to the car and do all that stuff. But yeah. now I'm going to shoot it tomorrow or the next day and get that video up on the tubes of you very soon. I'm looking forward to getting that done. I have to make another visit to OC Car Incorporated to do a little bit of updates on the Wombat, which is always exciting. Give them a little bit more money, um, which is not as exciting, but it, it is kind of because it also means shit's finally happening here. I tried to go the route of like, hey, let's work something out, and then the wagon sits for four years. And now it's like, hey, I'll give you money and you make my car. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, things happen much faster that way. Um, so, But it, every time I go there, it's nice to see the car and... and, and because I know it's like just around the corner. I, I mean, hell, in my head, I think maybe I can even get this thing drivable by the time semen rolls around. Probably not, but um, I don't know. What? Last week of October? Why not? Be, you just don't thrash and get it in there. <laughs> Thrat? What? No. Uh, there is a car show in December that I'm actually honestly. December of seems like it's too. doable, yeah. but. There's a car show at Four Sons. So oh, that could be yeah. good. Yeah, no. Well, uh, you should shoot that. That could be good. Um, but I'm, I'm eager to get that done. Now, uh, what we're driving now, you and I drove up in the Hyundai Veloster. This is the R-Spec, which is the you know top tier before you get to the N-Spec or N-Performance, which is the one we really want to drive. Um, yeah. It feels like a value GTI to me. Yeah, but in a good way. Yeah, no, I, like I, I, I do mean that in a yeah. good way. Yeah. What does a GTI cost? I think 20, you're probably going to spend... You think they're that I th low? Uh, I thought they were higher No, I think you're going to start at like 25, 26. We're looking up the price of a new GTI. Um, so this car is pretty loaded, and it's 23. And, that you know, sounds right CarPlay, Android Auto, uh, upgraded B&M shifter that shifts really well. It sounded like it shifted well. 201 horsepower, so it's a little down on the GTI. It has Michelin Pilot Sport tires, though. It does. Yeah, so it's grippy as fuck. Um, the brakes are fine. The steering is in sport mode, on center. It feels a little odd, which is just kind of a Hyundai thing with their electric power steering. It just feels like, like it catches for a second, and you're constantly like fighting that dead zone in the center. And oh, then, that's you, then you start to feel like you're going back and forth a little bit, so you can take it out of sport. It does that less. Someone said MSRP on GTI is 26 to 34 so that's the spread um so that means that whatever the i wonder what the veloster n is going to cost then where that will go in like the gti versus veloster because so the big my thing guess the is the n would probably start at like 25 26 if that's the case then it's I, it's probably gonna blow the gti out of the water but um i can't say that have not having driven it but the thing with the Veloster is it always used to be a car that was an economy car that kind of looked sporty. And now it finally actually is sporty, thanks to Albert Bierman from M Division coming over. Uh, I want to drive it on some twisty roads. I haven't done that yet, but yeah. it feels very solid, which is really good. It's unfortunate that the steering, you get that dead spot. like Because now there's a hole in the market. Now that the Ford hat hatches are all gone, mm -hmm. like they the steering on those cars, yes, it was electric, and there wasn't a ton of road feel, yeah, but, but it was, it was super accurate. Right. And like, and the racks were shorter. Yeah, and you're gonna miss that. 
Like nobody else had that nailed down in the front wheel drive sector yet. I, I remember I was listening to an automotive engineer talk about the challenges of tuning electric power steering. One of the big things that was so hard for them was specifically that dead spot in the center to just the way the wheel sweeps past center yeah. is a very difficult thing. And with this Hyundai, it's just, it, you feel like you're doing this a lot and it feels like it's nothing catch, nothing catch. So it's like, it's, it's like a, it's almost like, like feels like it's to me, the, there's only three brands that really have that nailed down. And I think that's Ford, GM, and Porsche. Like everybody else is still feels like they're kind of sorting it out. Like the um, to the Dynan M. The Dynan M two was, was good. S two whatever that was fine. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I take it back. That, that was, was good. good. No, that one was good. Um, but so so far so good for the Veloster. Haven't shot the video yet, but the car it's good car. It's but good speaking car. of Ford, holy shit, are they going down the drain fast? It's really it's crazy. I mean, it's funny, though, because they could literally just stop selling everything and just be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just making Mustangs and F-150s. And then they'd do all right. Well, the, the funny thing is, is like when the new guy took over last year and they just wanted to start gutting everything, right. I'm like, I, I remember calling it on the podcast. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, this is going to kill the company. And lo and behold, what's it doing? They're tanking. And then, of course, the, the you know, our stupid trade war we have going on right now Killed them bringing in the Focus uh, Access, whatever, whatever the, the fuck was. Yeah, the Focus the Hatch. Track, um, for, for which focus, is unfortunate basically. because they probably would have sold a fair number of those cars in the Northeast. Maybe, yeah. I think so. You know. um, but the, um, the Veloster's good, and then that goes away on Friday. I want to see if I can remember what I have coming up. What do I have coming up? Oh, I actually have a car that I can't say. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> because... The person giving me the car doesn't want me posting about it on social media because they don't want to get a deluge from everybody else being like, oh, I need to schedule that. Um, so, like, the car is around, but it's quietly around. And I don't have an embargo. So once I'm done shooting it, the video will be up in, like, a week from they now. They just don't want to get flooded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is stay tuned the, for that. Is it the color that you want it to I'm be? I'm not telling you... Uh, just anything. yes or no the color you want it to be you don't know what color i want it to be don't and don't reply to that i don't want the one that was like the one that pops oh because that's not the one that. i like okay it's oh, not yeah. gonna be that one oh, um man. everybody's listening uh actually good comment here worst electric steering infinity q60 100 correct oh yeah infinity's electric steering has was been the one we had horrific that horrific yeah because really? it's the because it's drive by wire Oh, they yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, we're going to do this, and we're going to be the leaders on it, and we're going to suck initially. I remember <laughs> when that fir car first came out, and uh, I think Blake brought it to SEMA, and it was abysmal. It got better. So the crazy thing is, so like Q60 Red Sport, awesome engine, mediocre gearbox, good looks, really nice inside, absolutely terrible steering. Yeah. It's like, they're like, what if we made a performance car? But made the steering and Sucked. transmission shit. Right, basically what it is. It didn't want to do burnouts either. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, there was that too. Um, didn't bear the Julia though. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing that's got on the Julia is it'll run for more than 100 I miles. I like straight. the Julia. This guy I genuinely like that car. I love Alphas. Yeah. In theory. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but he actually is like entertains ideas of yes. used. No. Alphas. You know, no, no, whoa, whoa, there's whoa, one whoa, used whoa. alpha to Leasing buy. Used. There's one used alpha to buy that's actually reliable because it's almost not an alpha. And that's the 4C. Because none of the drivetrain components are alpha I parts. don't even think any of us could fit in a 4C. I've driven a 4C, so you can fit I it. don't know. I'm not that much bigger than you. I don't know. Is your spine permanently like... No, you just, you're built like a, an ogre. Tree. Got it. <laughs> oh. 
I am Fuck Groot. You. Got it. Um, so, uh, so the Veloster goes away. That other car comes, and then following that car, we, I just I set it up out of nowhere. I was having like just I was trying to leave my calendar empty to drive my Mercedes a bit and yeah. get caught up on some other videos. But then I got the car I can't mention, and then after that car I get an uh, Aston Martin DB11 Volante, and then after that car I get a McLaren 720S, and then I bring it back down to reality with a Volkswagen Passat GT. That'll be good, though. Well, we're going to be bumping into SEMA time here real soon. Are you making plans for that yet? or No, um, I'm not. That is one thing I'm going to get on immediately. When is when SEMA done. again? Last uh, week. 29th until the... It's October 29th through November 2nd. Okay, what date? Good. Are you guys podcasting um, all Oh, yeah, Friday, that's right. They always... Oh, yeah. Oh, I fucking I might hate be there Friday. SEMA because they always do it over Halloween. Yep. Yeah. And that... I, Fuck it. And well, everybody who hates... Love, who do you love more, these guys or your daughter? My daughter. Um, I also get the bullet Mustang coming soon, too. Um, so that should be cool. Actually. That's annoying as fuck. Um, I always forget that with semen every year. I'm surprised and annoyed, which I should <laughs> never be. Um, so fantastic. Um, I'm just glad because again, I don't have to spend my birthday at SEMA because every few years I end up having to spend my birthdays at SEMA and it sucks. Uh, Josh, I, I know we're running like a little shorter than I, I planned tonight um, because I didn't do a rundown and I'm an idiot and I thought we would talk about grid life longer, but you got my grid life I suck. As long as you want. Um, no, you covered it. Um, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you online? Yeah. Uh, at Instagram, at Mr. Steal Your Dog. Uh, that's it? Yeah, just about just it. the IG. Yeah, just the IG. Not the WhatsApp or the Snapchat. Or the no, I don't use Snapchat because I'm an adult. My Twitter is not very good. Jeff and then uh, do another shout out about uh, your hunt for cars for SEMA. Yeah, I need cars for SEMA very bad. So if you have a car and it's going to be in a booth at SEMA, email me, smoke signal me, twatter me, josh at wheelpros.com. So it has to be a car that is going to be in a booth or can yes. it be a car you can get into a booth? Go. It needs to be going in a booth. You're going to be signing. In a bo- well, outside? A um, booth. Needs to be in a booth. A in in the building or outside? Just needs to be in a numbered booth. Okay. You're going to be signing a SEMA contract. Email me, joshuaelwheelpros.com. Got it. Now, Chris, Chris, tell everybody about Shout Engine. Uh, as usual, if you want to do a podcast, uh, come over to Shout Engine. We'll host data, give you all the analytics, all that fun stuff. And uh, you can hit me on Twitter at HayesData. Uh, and I'm legitimately opening a P.O. box for the podcast. Oh, that's oh, funny. Okay. I'm going to send you fucked up stuff. Um, follow me <laughs> on Instagram at HooniverseJeff. Follow me on Twitter at JayGluckar. I'll follow at the real universe and all that stuff. Go to you. Go to YouTube. Well, you're already here, so you already figured out where that is. Um, but tell everybody about our channel. Subscribe if you're not already subscribed. But how else would you have heard about this? Uh, but go to Hooniverse.com. We are getting ever more close. We're getting closer and closer to revealing new logos, redesigned, reworked re- website, which will come with actual updated T-shirts and stickers and all that fun shit. Um, I love the new logo. Really Josh, good. you've seen it. They're good. Uh, I'm very happy about it. We're already working on the so new this site. So will all change. Yeah, that has to change. Um, I mean, technically, we could leave the car, but yeah, no, we'll go with the Fuck logo. It. You'll see it. I'll show you in a sec. Um, and I'll share it here soon, too, actually, before the site's live, since this is visual. This is a visual medium, not just for the people in Shout Engine. Um, and we'll go from there. So uh, thank you for tuning in to episode 263. Uh, we will see you next week. Adios. All right.